What it do, baby? Welcome to Big Dog Talk. I'm your host, Lamar. I got your brody with me, Kaz, one of the biggest LeBron fans in the world, a newest Laker member, and he's here today to talk sports, Lakers, basketball, you name it. Let me introduce y'all to Kaz. Yo, what's up, guys? King James Nation, not Laker Nation. So we got him here. He already on that crazy stuff. But we're going to start off right now with L.A., uh, they number one in the West right now. Actually, number one in the league. Um, playing very good ball. No, they're behind Boston. Boston's number one in the league. That's true. That's true. Uh, they look pretty good. Um, L.A. Bronze hooping. Almost with a triple-double. A.D. is looking like a double-double machine every single night. Kuzma is bouncing back. Uh, playing very well. We got a lot of team good ball. What is your take and how do you think they look so far? I feel like they're champ championship contender this year. Um, I feel like the West is a three-man team race out there between both LA teams. We're talking Battle of LA. I really think it's just a battle of the West. We're not even talking Battle of LA. One of those two teams are going to make the finals. I feel like Houston every year it gets close. I don't feel that you can win the way they play. Jacking up threes, not playing defense. I think when they run into the Lakers or the Clippers, they're going to get smothered. A lot of defense on both of those teams. How do you think they should handle the load management? Because we're going to come up on a stretch of some pretty easy games, a lot of back-to-backs. Uh, we got Sacramento tonight. That should be a dub um, as long as they put their head down and just kick the door open. Um, do you think they should load manage them both at the same time, talking about AD and LeBron, or do you think it should be a swap on and off? You got to pick your spots. You obviously can't do it against good teams because the seeding is going to matter out in the West. You're going to want home home court advantage. Even in the first round, sure, I still feel like it's a two-team race, but those teams in the eighth seed, seventh seed, they're, they're, they're going to bring it every night to you. They're going to battle with you. So I feel like the seeding is very important. If it's the Clippers in L.A., it don't matter. Seven-game series, obviously that's Laker home court. But, I mean, if you get Houston in there, you don't want to go four games in Houston with that crowd, especially with that offense. They can erupt at any moment. So I feel like you just got to manage them. If you got to pick your spots. They got to be good teams. And you also got to be watching the standings. How far are you up? How far are you behind? Can you afford here? You know? How impressed are you so far with LeBron? Because I think, personally, I think, you know, if we go off of 10 gears, I would say LeBron is kind of playing that fifth gear right now. And he's playing excellent. Um, you know, I feel like he doesn't have to give 130% like he is accustomed to throughout his entire career with AD in his prime, playing amazing ball. Wait, um, wait, hold up. What's the name of this podcast? Big Dog Talk! LeBron finally got a big dog in AD. And that's the best player he's ever played with in his whole career. And I ain't hating on D-Wade or Shaq. Shaq wasn't in his prime. D-Wade was there, but they didn't mesh. He finally got a big dog. So he can coast. Now his defense completely stepped up. I got tired of hearing that, oh, this man can't play defense. This man's giving up. You have to understand the last couple of years, he's not focusing on that when he's the only offensive threat on the court and he has to do everything. So, yes, he's going to have to take that time off the rest to preserve himself during games. Look at the man now. He is just all over the place on defense, stealing the ball left and right, locking people up. It's a completely different side of LeBron that people have forgot that he can do. The man can lock people down. Good stuff, good stuff. This is what I'm talking about. 
So we're going to segue into the perfect, I guess, happy ending, you could say. Um, this is the first time since that 2010 era um, we had Lamar Odom, Kobe Bean, Gasol, um, the whole gang. Um, and when they had Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo, um, this may be the first time since then that both teams, I'm talking Boston and L.A., are at the forefront of the NBA. Do you think a potential Boston LA is in the making in the finals? Absolutely. I'm not sure if Boston has the best squad in the East, but I'll tell you what, they have the best coach. Brad Stevens is great. I always felt Kyrie Irving was a cancer. They're playing better without him. Kemba was the perfect fit for him. They're playing great ball. They're really deep. I feel they could beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series. I feel like they could beat Philly. So, I mean, we're looking here. Look at last year. The finals ratings were all down last year. One of the worst Friday finals ratings on television-wise in the history. Right here, if you get Boston and LA in the finals, boom. We're talking, you know, the 80s again. Now, Early. do you think, because Boston to me has... A lot of pieces, but I do not feel like they have a star. And to me, this is a star-driven league. They have a lot of potential all-stars. Uh, I guess you could say Kimball Walker is now a quote-unquote all-star made it last year. But he's not a superstar. And Brad does an amazing job. I ain't gonna lie. He does an amazing job of putting a team together of average players to potential all-stars putting them together and allowing them to mesh. But when it comes down in the fourth quarter and you're guarding Giannis and you're playing against Giannis or you're going against Embiid and it's a matchup, who is going to take the shot? Because if we go off of last year, last year with the minute 30 left, Boston looked like they were like Ray Charles out there. They couldn't find the basket. They running around blind, passing hot potato. Who takes a shot? Nobody knows if we keep running these screens. Do you think they got what it takes or do you think this is fool's goal right now? I think they got what it takes. I think Kemba could come into his own. He's been in Charlotte just killing it himself every night and night out. The man can score the ball. And I feel like at times Tatum can come into his own. Kyrie came in last year, dominated the ball so much. Kemba doesn't really do that. He's not going to dominate as much as Kyrie is. So I feel like they both can come into their own. And as the season develops, we'll have to watch. You know, and we'll go from there. I think they got two stars there that could get the job done. And with Brad Stevens, they made the Western Conference Finals. They took LeBron Cavaliers to seven games with just playing team ball. They didn't have a star there. You know, Tatum was a rookie. Jalen Brown, young ball player. But they took him to seven. Al Harford was a leader. But, I mean, he's not a superstar. He doesn't get buckets at the end of the game. So, yeah, I feel like they could do it. I feel like they have a better offense this year as a team, maybe maybe not as talent-wise, but definitely I feel like they're playing together as a team. Okay, perfect, perfect. We about to gear up for another hot topic. Here we go. A commercial break. Now, we about to talk about the underachieving teams in the NBA. I got my pick. I don't even know his pick yet, but I doubt we got the same pick. So, Kaz, who is your underachieving team? And this better be good. Who is it? Oh, it's got to be out in the West with the Pelicans. I mean, they make this trade with Davis. They Ooh. wanted to move him. 
They get the number one pick. He's not playing. I still feel like Zion's going to be a beast. Don't get me wrong. Yes, Lord. But, man, I mean, all this, oh, you can't trade ball. You can't trade hard. You Ingram's going to be a beast. Bye-bye. This man took three years, still hasn't developed. And they can't they can't play. These these kids can't play. And, you know, the Lakers took all this heat that they traded all these young stars for, you know, Anthony Davis. This man has changed the entire Laker team around one player. Bridge. And LeBron knew right away, just give me one player. I don't care. These four players, they don't show up every night. They, they don't have what it takes to win. They're too young. And, I mean, you got all this talk about ball and everything. And he was not the best point guard in that draft. Aaron Fox, he outplayed ball in college when they met in the NCAA tournament. I know the man's hurt right now, but I feel like he could get the Kings eventually over the hump. They need some more pieces there. Um, maybe get a better coaching staff, but I feel like they're on their way in a couple years here, especially with Buddy Buddy Heald. Now, timeout. You mean to tell me, coming into the draft, you really thought Lonzo was not a better pure point guard then swipe a fox? Maybe better pure point guard than just in the passing aspect. But in today's game, if all you can do is pass, it don't matter. You got to be able to score the ball. The point guards in today's game are the deepest position we have. Every night you're going against a good point guard. And if you can't score the ball, your team isn't going to win today in today's NBA. That's true. And I mean, I've I been a part of this rebuild team for a while. You know, even going back to D'Lo, even going back to Jordan Clarkson. And I was under the idea, build them up. Let's see what happens. Maybe we'll turn it into Golden State. Um, we shipped away Jordan. We shipped away D'Lo. We shipped away Lance. All we had left after that was B.I., Lonzo, Josh Hart, and Kuz. And I'm glad they made the trade. You know, last year... Lakerland was on the fence. Half the people wanted to keep them and go with the rebuild. The other half was ship all the asses. It don't matter. We got to win now. And I was on the fence because I wanted to keep them. You know, you watch them blossom and you watch them grow as a kid. But this isn't a kid's game. It's the NBA. You got to win now. And you got to be a big dog. Ain't no time for no little pups. Especially when you go out and get Braun and Braun comes to L.A. And if you got an opportunity to get a sensational, once-in-a-lifetime NBA center power forward, you got to make the move. And out of the three, or I guess out of the four, Kuzma fits the most with LeBron and with AD and with the team. He's the most coachable outside of Josh Hart. I love Josh Hart. You know, he was a 3 and D type player, kind of similar to Avery Bradley. But you can find him. Anywhere. You know, you can draft that all day long. I love Josh Hart. Shout out to him. Um, so, I like that. I love them. Everybody was higher in the Pelicans. Oh, they're going to be a top 18. You never know. They might play the Lakers. And we never knew Zion was going to get hurt. But the boy got to trim some weight. And Lonzo is looking like a bust. You know, when you're in L.A., the spotlight's on you. Every day, ESPN, Undisputed. Lonzo is out here doing this. Lonzo got potential to be Jason Kidd. Now that he's in New Orleans, I ain't seen one segment on TV about Lonzo Ball. You know why? Because he's an average player that had a big mouth daddy that talked him up. 
Now, I like your pick. They're probably going to be a lottery team. Even when Zion comes back, it doesn't matter because they'll probably be a, a fun team to watch, real fast-paced. Um, but my pick, very similar, is probably going to be Portland. Portland, to me, has got bounced every year in the playoffs. And Dame wants to respect to be big time. He wants to be the number one point guard. And Steph Curry is out. So if there was a time for him to be the best point guard, it would be right now. It's wide open right now. We don't even know who the best point guard is. But you can't be losing to under 500 teams with their superstars out. They got rocked last night against Sacramento. They got rocked the other night. There's an issue. And you went out. You got the big dog from Miami. And Whiteside. I love him. I do like Whiteside, but he can't shoot. You know, what, what are you going to do? He doesn't fit their offense. And I know their boy just got hurt. But at this time, when you play Sacramento, that should have been a dog. That should have been a sweep. I feel like CJ and Dame shouldn't even play the fourth quarter. But if you can't beat Sacramento, how do you think you could be in the running for the best point guard and even make it out the West when you can't even beat Sacramento that's depleted? What they, you think? They should have blew that team up years ago. When they got swept to the Pelicans, just with Davis. Don't get me wrong, that team could play some defense. But when they got swept and they were like a top one of the top seeds in the NBA, you should have broke that up right then and there. I don't know if it meant moving Dame or moving McCullen. Honestly, I don't know what the answer is for them, but they, they should have just traded all the pieces away. They need Jesus. You know, got some good draft picks. I mean, you're going to have some rare talent coming up here. There's rare talent every year, but you got to have a top three pick here. You know, you can't be sitting in the middle of the pack hoping you're going to get someone. Outside of the top five picks in the NBA, I mean, maybe you get lucky and find someone deep, but it don't happen often. And if it does, it takes years to develop. I mean, look at Giannis, Kawhi. It took them years to get to the level that they're at right now. So are you really going to wait a long for that? You know, who knows? But if you want the talent, you got to get a top three pick here. Good shit, good shit. So, one of the things that I always talk about with my friends and everything is how do you determine who a superstar is and how do you determine who an all-star is? And to me, I feel like an all-star is somebody who's middle of the pack. You know what? I would consider D'Lo an all-star. That man is a bucket getter. He don't play no defense, but he is prime time. You know, you saw that in Brooklyn. We're seeing that right now. He got the green light. And whenever you got the green light, it overshadows your two true talent. But you got the green light to shoot any shot. And in a superstar, you got your Kawhis, you got your LeBrons. But how do you become a superstar from an all-star? Like, you know, nobody really knows. You know, just one day you wake up and you say, oh, wow, these are superstars. These are all-stars. Is it endorsements? Is it fans? Is it location? Like, what do you think makes a person a superstar? Superstar, there's only one thing that comes to my mind. You got to be able to change the game. You got to revolutionize the game. Um, you know, you got to be doing something that's never seen before. Look at Giannis. This man is dunking all over everyone. Like, I watch his highlights, and it's he's just unbelievable. Like, I like how does this man just go down the hole and just dunk on everyone? It don't matter who's down there. Like, he's a freak. Like, he's changing the game, you know. LeBron did it first, but Giannis is almost doing it at a better clip, 
get more rebounds. Sure, his passing game and his shooting ability ain't there yet. But neither was LeBron when he was young. He just athletically outdid everyone. And now we got Giannis. He's creeping there. And every year he's getting better and better. And I've never seen a more unstoppable paint force. So, I mean, look at Curry. He's a superstar. Why? He changed the game. He made it into a three-point game. The lead was already heading that way. But look what he's done. Um, So, do you think you can drop from a superstar once you become a superstar? Or do you kind of think when you become a superstar, whatever team that you've played with, you got so much fan love, so much value wherever you're at, that you just can never drop from a superstar. And, you know, I talked about Melo on the last episode. You know, to me, I felt like Melo was a superstar that aged, and he didn't age well. And segue into that, Kobe. Kobe, to me, is idolized as the GOAT in my eyes outside of Michael. And even in his later years, he was still a superstar, even though he was averaging under 25 points per game. So, can you, and some people will consider him, oh, Kobe in his later years, he wasn't a superstar, he was jacking, Kobe was just a regular all-star. Do you think you can still be a superstar even when you don't have your youth? Absolutely, I think. Again, it goes based on fan base, what you've done for the game. I mean, yeah, the talent. When you get older, you're never going to be as good as you were when you're younger. You may be a smarter and better player. Kobe was young, even LeBron at the young age. They just physically, athletically just outdid people. Jump over you, jump through you. And then you see, you know, Kobe developed his footwork. And he knew, he's like, I can't blow by people. You know, I'm just going to, you know, develop my footwork. And then he beat everyone in the footwork game. And you could even see with LeBron now. LeBron ain't as explosive as he was. He can't get to the hole like he used to. So you see him, you know, outsmarting people. And that's what it takes to be a superstar. So, yeah, the production is not always going to be there through the longevity of your career. So I'm about to throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing. I didn't even tell him I'm about to do this. Kobe, LeBron, start to finish career, who do you think had the better career? Oh, you're going to hate my opinion here. It's not even close to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Kobe's a bad man. I used to grow up. Watching that man, and I hated that man. You know, he was always winning. You know, I was, I looked when the Boston Three got together and he was ending that. Big dog. Kobe was a bad man, don't get me wrong. But I mean, we got LeBron in the top four in, in NBA in scoring, and the man's not even considered a scoring threat. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Kobe could go out and drop buckets, and that LeBron plays completely different. But LeBron is just as good in the offense category, and he does not strive to be there. Oh, my God. You better call the ambulance. I think I'm about to pass out. Now, <laughs> that man cannot score like the Mamba. The Mamba would take your heart, crush it in his hand, and then put it back in your soul and watch you drop. Well, Bron, Bron do the same dumbass spin move. Barely step back, hop off the ground. And mind you, I love him right now because he's on my squad. But just just because I want to talk about it, Bron, I like Bron now for the longest time. I despise that man. And to me, he's not a Michael Jordan. He's not a Kobe Bryant. He's more of a hybrid Magic Johnson, you know. And his longevity is something that will be Kobe. 
you know, because Kobe got derailed by injuries, you know. Karen Lode on a Lakers team that had Smush Parker. See, nobody want to talk about that 04 to 07 when Kobe was trying his hardest, killing squads, but we was getting dropped. We was getting bounced. Whoa, 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 hold up. Hey, you're saying LeBron don't have the killer instinct and that he didn't carry? Remind you, that man took Cleveland to the finals with a broken Kevin Love. Literally put the man on his back, game seven in Boston, and just killed them the entire fourth quarter. The offense went truly through him. That man's got killer instinct. You guys just refuse to see it because just because he's getting triple team on the last play of the game and he decides not to jack the shot up because he's a teammate player and he makes the right basketball play. That's what his mindset has always been to make the right basketball play and that's what he preaches. I and mean, I, look what he says. He says, I want to make, you know, kids growing up in today's game to believe, to make the extra pass is okay. That I don't have to go out and shoot to enforce the shot up. Make the extra pass because he has a better shot to win the game. And that's how the game should truly be played. And LeBron's truly fundamental. Sure, is there times where he, I feel like he needs to get the shot up, that he's the man? Yeah, absolutely, it happens. But to say that man don't have a killer heart, that man's got the killer heart. He he wants to win every game he plays. I mean, look at him making 10 straight finals. Or, you know, it's not just going to happen. That man put his mind to it. You got to have killer instinct to do that. You're just not going to fall into that. Now... I don't disagree. He does have a killer instinct. I just think he doesn't have the Mamba instinct. And that killer instinct is not the same. That man may have... Oh, for example, he has Steph Curry guarding him. And what did he do? Passed it up instead of pulling that mid-range. Now, we'll go back when the Lakers play Boston. Ray Allen was guarding. Kobe hit him with a ba 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 ooh, ba 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 ooh. Pull up, pump fake, pull up. Wet like water. Now, when you got a weaker defender on you and they send a, another person, a weaker defender, you got two weak defenders and you are the man. And I'm not saying take the bad shot, the ill-advised mid-range shot that I guess the game is going towards, but when you know you can get a bucket and you got subpar teammates and you are the bucket getter you are the man you are you may go down as the goat in some people's eyes you just got to turn it up because if you pass the ball and they miss everyone blames you if you take the shot and miss it's okay everyone is happy no everyone still blames LeBron. that's the that's the scrutiny he gets he gets unbelievable media scrutiny if he takes a shot and misses they kill him either way if he makes the right play and the guy still scores they still kill him it doesn't matter he's getting killed either <laughs>so we coming to the end of the show and each time i have a guest on I'm gonna ask them something that's kind of personable to themselves, something they like or they dislike or what, whatever they watch or listen to. So give me three shows that you think the listeners would like to watch and something that's just entertaining to you. I'm a huge sports fan and I'm a huge LeBron fan. So we gotta keep it in the fam. I gotta go with the three shows that I'm watching. They're either LeBron produces them, is on them. I gotta pump his stock up. First show, The Shop on HBO. Check it out. They talk about current topics. They have comedians on there, actors on there, athletes on there, former athletes. And they're not just talking sports. They're talking daily topics. 
show I like to watch, Shut Up and Dribble. That's on Showtime. It's a very short show. There's only three episodes. They basically talk about the athlete, the basketball athletes, just shutting up and dribble. Um, Just started because of LeBron James calling out Donald Trump on a few of his views. Same with Curry not going to the White House. So they decided to make a three-part documentary show basically on how the athlete came up in the 50s, 60s, 70s and how they were just told to shut up and dribble. Um, It started with Bill Russell. Then they show Bird and Magic saving the NBA up until today's current players talking out, speaking to the media. Because before, even growing up in the 80s and 90s, nobody had to deal with the media coverage that the current athlete has to deal with today. And they are highly scrutinized for everything that they say and do. Another show that I watch, finally, it's on ESPN+. If you don't have it, get it. It's more than an athlete. It's another LeBron show. It's basically details him and his boys growing up. How they all run his companies now. How they started from nothing. And they have this huge Nike Enterprise. Everything. And if you've never seen that show, you'll be amazed how LeBron James talks on that show. Like, a lot of people think, you know, he's my hero. He doesn't swear. He doesn't do this. The man is a real human being, and you will see that on that show. He demonstrates real-life stuff. Like, you would be amazed the way he talks. Like, he's just another human, another citizen. Like, sure, you think he's on all this media, and he's, like, the best guy ever. But you'll get a real glimpse into him. He's a true human being on this, and he truly cares about people. It's just an amazing show. It's not very long. It's eight episodes. If you like LeBron or even if, you know, you're just a fan of basketball, check these shows out. Your knowledge will go way up. You'll learn a lot from it. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This was Big Dog Talk. I got to get you to yell out one good time. Big Dog! Big Dog! Thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed. Everyone have a good one. Holla.